Hi, thanks for tuning in today for this next podcast about my eBay journey. I recently started the journey of trying to become a full-time eBay reseller, and this audio podcast is about my journey and that pursuit. I go to garage sales, thrift stores, and anywhere else to find items to resell on eBay. The reason why I do audio podcasts is because, one, I enjoy them, and I love having something to listen to while I'm out thrifting or working in my office, Uh, just something playing in the background, and uh, there's lots of great YouTube content out there, lots of videos, but there isn't so many audio podcasts, and so I thought this would be an easy way for me to share my story. And so this is a documentary about my eBay journey. And this is the update for this week. All right. So I also received this week another item not received. Now, this one's a little bit interesting. And so this is going to be probably a multi-week process here with this return. And this return was a Ralph Lauren denim supply uh, sweater and it has a southwestern design it's uh, really um, a quick sale it's really sought after I've sold a couple of these and the buyer is from New Zealand and this is a global shipping item And so I received a message from the buyer and and it said, hi, still no sign of package. I can't track this. The link doesn't appear to work. Please track and advise when I'm expect, when I'm to expect this. Thank you. So I did a tracking with the uploaded tracking and the package seems to be lost in the mail. There's no record of, uh, the warehouse in Kentucky uh, receiving the item it uh, when I did the tracking it says it made it to like the San Antonio distribution center for the United States Postal Service and after that there is no record it's just blank and so uh, you know it's been a month since I shipped the item And so it looks like I'm going to have to uh, try to file a uh, a search with the United States Postal Service and then file a claim if they don't find it. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be a lot of fun to do this. Uh, They ask for a lot of information. And, um, and, you know, I just don't really have a lot of time. So this is an annoyance. Uh, But... We'll see um, how this goes. I would have preferred if the package had been lost here going to the United States. It just seems like with the global shipping, it's going to be even more of a hassle because I'm shipping to the warehouse. Maybe not, but that's the way I kind of feel. And so we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated on how this... Um, how to handle this return. And so 
uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell the, the buyer to uh, request or file an item not returned or I don't know if I should just refund the buyer. I mean, I'm ready to refund the buyer because if they haven't received it yet, then it's very likely they're not going to. Um, I didn't even have confirmation emails from the Global Shipping Center, so I know they probably didn't get it. And um, so it looks like, you know, I probably in the short term just need to refund the buyer and go through the insurance process with the United States Postal Service. But I'll let you know how that goes. So last week I also mentioned that I had an item not received case opened up on me. Um, you, will, you remember last week I, I talked about the, the scam that was caught. So the good news that came out of this uh, attempted scam was that he's no longer selling. Uh, at least from what I can see. I went to his page and it seems like the store is shut down. And I don't know if he just got frustrated and, and shut down his store or... Um, or eBay did something. Hopefully eBay did something so no one else is scammed. But what I also noticed, and I didn't notice it before, was that he had left me positive feedback when he received the item. And I think that was probably something that played a part of eBay uh, siding on my favor. But the second thing that happened uh, last week was that there was an... Uh, there's been an ongoing item not received case. And so here, here's the details about what happened there. I had sold two pairs of shoes to a woman in California and packaged those items and sent them off. It was combined shipping for two items. And a few weeks later, I get the package back at my door and it says undeliverable, uh, the address uh, is not known. And so I make an attempt to contact the buyer and don't hear anything for a week. And then finally, uh, they message me back saying, where's my stuff? And I, and I said, well, I reply saying that I received the package as undeliverable. And if you want the item, you need to pay for shipping because I'm not going to pay for it. And so the next thing that happens is that the buyer opens an item not received case. The tracking is automatically uploaded and there's, it's very clear that the item had been at least attempted to be delivered. And so I knew I was fully covered. About a week later, the case finally closes and it's closed in my favor the buyer didn't want to pay shipping again and still wanted the item and I guess wanted me to pay for it. Uh, they claimed that the address was good and it should have been delivered. And, and so I, I don't know what to say about that. eBay did decide in my favor and so I'm allowed to keep all of it, the money, and resell the items. But I don't think that's right. I, I'm willing to give the cost of the items back to the buyer minus a 20% handling fee. You know, it's their choice, not 
to have the item reshipped. I, I even offered to pay half the shipping if they were willing to pay the other half because I really felt it was no one's fault. But then they opened the case. And, and so I'm going to charge a 20% restocking fee because I had to, you know, use shipping supplies. I had to pull the inventory from my shelves and now it's got to go back. And so um, that was good news that it was decided in my favor. And um, if you're shipping through the United States Postal Service on eBay, then there's automatically tracking uploaded. And so when you get something back in the mail and the address wasn't correct, it's at least in this case, it was decided in the seller's favor. So we'll see what happens if there's any appeals and I'll keep you updated. Okay, so another quick update is that I believe I had mentioned before that I started Poshmark and I listed about 10 items on Poshmark, just tried to experiment with it. Um, apparently in Poshmark, you have to do a lot of following and sharing and I was doing that okay for a few days and then I uh, got pretty busy with eBay and so I didn't do it as well but I did have my first item sell and I was super excited this is one of my older items that I had in my inventory it was a, a roar shirt and I was so excited because it proved Poshmark to be another way to sell your items and it sold even though I wasn't actively pursuing Poshmark. I wasn't active in the community like they would like you to be. It doesn't mean that I won't be sharing and liking and following and all that stuff in the future. But what it did show me was that Poshmark is worth pursuing. Now, it was a little weird for me because Poshmark tells you to ship the item nicely and I, I hope I do that already but also to write a thank you note and and so I just I don't I'm not prepared for that I don't have the, the fancy you know wrapping for the items like the you know the cute little I don't, I don't know if that's necessary or not um, I, I wrote on a piece of paper a thank you note saying thank you for being my first sale but, you know, I'd probably like to have something a little bit nicer than that. Maybe some nice poly mailers. I, I don't know. I, I felt unprepared. I felt like um, the, when the customer receives the item, they might be a little bit disappointed at the lack of packaging. But I have to be careful, I guess, not to use my eBay tape. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is that a problem? Probably. Um, and so... I guess when you get into Poshmark, there is some preparation that needs to take place. I bought some fancy tape off Amazon, some decorative tape. Maybe that will spice things up a little bit, but I feel a little bit inadequate uh, selling on Poshmark. But Poshmark is another avenue uh, for my sales. So I'm going to go ahead and spend a little bit of time cross-listing. Uh, I did find that I better come up with a system to remove items once they sell 
on Poshmark or eBay from the other platform. Um, I had forgotten to remove a couple of items on Poshmark, and when I went back to the page and saw those items there, I was, I was a little bit um, caught off guard. So um, I'm marking in my inventory now which items I'm selling cross-listed so that when something sells and if I don't catch it earlier, when I actually go to ship the item off eBay or ship the item off Poshmark, I can tell that they're cross-listed. And so I would recommend if you have a big inventory to have some type of system in order to record your cross-listings. So we'll see how it goes. Okay, so now for our sales update. We finally reached 400 listings. Uh, we actually got up to 406 listings. But it seemed like once I hit 400 listings, eBay just lit up. And so now I'm down to 394. The next goal is to get to 500 listings, hopefully by the end of this month, uh, which is the month of May. And it took a little longer that than I would have liked, but it's still going at a good pace. So we started this whole journey with, I think, around 220 listings, and now we're up to 400. And I have to say that since we reached 400, sales have been really good. And because sales were really good this past week, and, you know... Truth be told, it was really a average week in sales. It, it just feels really good. Maybe there wasn't as many uh, bills to pay. But it gave me, I think, a taste of what it will be like once I go full-time. My revenue for the week was $941 in sales, which came out to an actual profit of $459. Between selling on eBay and the other part-time job I'm doing, I'm actually making about $16.50 an hour for a 40-hour work week. And the way I figured that was I took the profit amount plus the money I got paid for um, my uh, other job, and I divided that amount by 40. And that gave me an hourly wage of about $16.50 an hour. And so I, I think that's how I'm going to try to evaluate how well I'm doing. So my goal is to get that hourly wage number up. And hopefully uh, we will continue seeing increase in sales. I don't know. Maybe it was just a special week. Uh, this last week of April, but hopefully uh, it continues going up. The next thing I wanted to talk about is just a little bit about business in general. I was watching some of my uh, favorite YouTube content providers, and one or two of them mentioned about wondering if eBay is something that you can really sustain long term. And please 
hear me. I'm, I'm not trying to be critical about uh, those who, who put content online, but it really made me think about being able to sustain an eBay business long term. And so their content inspired me to, to talk about this. When you work in eBay business, there's a lot of things you have to do. And I'm, I'm talking about someone who wants to do this business in a professional, serious way. If you're laxed about everything, then this probably won't apply as much. But when you are working on an eBay business, there's a lot to do. There's listing, there's photographing, there's measuring, there's keeping track of inventory, there's going out and sourcing. And so for one person to do this takes a lot of time and energy. And over time, the work can become very monotonous. It can be uh, tiresome. And I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen come on YouTube and provide content telling their story. And then all of a sudden, we do not see them again. Either they've gotten out of eBay altogether. Sometimes they'll put a final video saying, I'm getting out of eBay. I'm frustrated. I'm upset about it. And we don't see them again. And one of the pitfalls about listening to podcasts like mine and watching YouTube content is that sometimes it comes across like this is an easy business to do. Um, some people maybe get the impression by watching the, this, this content that this might be a get-rich-quick scheme. And let me tell you that it's not. Many times when we provide content, we, we tell of the good things about doing the eBay business. But along with that is a lot of monotonous work. It's hours. Now, I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and uh, do my morning routine, which includes um, sometimes listing and other aspects of the eBay business. And, and sometimes between cleaning stuff uh, for uh, to prepare for listings, I'm keeping track of my employees, sourcing, and other things I have during the day, it, it seems like I don't get done with work till about 10 or 10.30 at night. And that's probably not a healthy thing. But let me say this about getting into the eBay business. You have to love to do it. If you want to sustain long-term you have to want, you have to have that passion and desire and, and love for eBay and, and listing things and, and selling things. If you're doing it just to make money, then it's no different than any other job with the exception that you are responsible for yourself and you're not working for someone who's, who's keeping you accountable. If you don't love it, just like any other job, you're not going to be able to sustain it. You know, I hear people all the time grumbling about their job, but grumbling about their boss, and, and, and they, 
show that they really don't love working. Well, it's the same thing with eBay. If you don't love it and you don't have a passion for it, it you're not going to succeed. You're going to burn out. I, I think what I love about eBay is that I've seen it work. I mean, it's an easy entry into getting your own business. I started with $20, and I love the treasure hunt. I love finding something for 50 cents and selling it for 50, like I did with a Pendleton teddy bear this week. And I think with some of these individuals that are questioning eBay, getting out of the eBay business, one of the things you have to do is delegate. Get other people to do the things you do not want to do. Those are called employees. Honestly, listing the stuff for eBay is not fun for me. And so I hire an employee to do it. And I pay them to do the things I don't want to do. And so I pay an employee to photograph, measure, and list. And I do the prep work on the items. I do the sourcing. And it's working great. Right now, my biggest weekly expenses are sourcing or cost of goods sold and and my employee. Right now in my eBay business, I am not listing a single thing. My employee is doing the listings and I'm just approving the drafts. I source, I prep items, I ship, but my employee is doing everything else and I'm just giving the okay on each item, proofreading them. So the key here about being able to sustain an eBay business is to delegate. It's to outsource the bottlenecks in your business. I, I figured out that I wouldn't be able to grow my business if I tried to do it all by myself. And I think that's the key for successful eBay businesses. And I mean ones that really grow. Now, if you love doing all that stuff or you have the energy to, to list, fine. Uh, go for it. But I find that I don't want in my life to do the things I don't want to do. And I don't want to list. And so I hire somebody to do it. And for me, it's worth the $3 per item. And eventually, I want to hire another employee. And the employee I have now will oversee that employee. I want to get to a place where eBay is just working itself. Because I have plans for other businesses once this, this eBay business takes off. And if I'm working it, there is no way I could ever do a second business. So two thoughts on those that are thinking about quitting or getting out of the eBay business. The first thing is to consider hiring an employee to do the things that you don't like doing. And the second is that you have to love eBay. If you don't love it, you won't sustain. It will be a burden and you will easily burn out. I've seen it time and time again. Um, in, in the short term, eBay's cool. 
Okay, finding stuff and flipping it and reselling it. In the long term, you better love it. I know that's a little uh, rant there. These are just some of the thoughts I had this week. And I don't want to give the impression that this is easy by all means. I'm trying to be as transparent as possible, but it's certainly not easy. I think that's going to be it for today. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Please like and subscribe as I'm trying to grow my podcasts. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, The links are provided in the description on how you can contact me. You can contact me on email. Uh, You can uh, give me an audio message. I, I had someone text me which was awesome. Uh, The phone number is below. The email is below. You can follow me on Instagram. My business name is Dacasource, D-A-C-A-S-O-U-R-C-E, at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next time.